Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Dante Kakiao Nawagumagantik, Igwa Nitotemtik, Sikonachak Nisigasun. I'm coming to you from the prairies in the Treaty 6 territory. And today, my guest is Coach Evan. Hello, Coach Evan. How are you today? Good. How are you? Um, just want to say thank you for the opportunity to come onto the show and really just share my story as an Indigenous person itself and what I love to do. Tell us a little bit about who you are. So uh, just to kind of explain who I am. So I'm turning 21 in April. Uh, I am from Chippewas of Georgina Island, which is part of the Williams Treaty. There's five nations and it's basically Lake Simcoe and the Huron area. So around Barrie, Aurelia area in Ontario. Um, mm -hmm. And basically, you know, I keep myself very simple, very humble. Uh, I've grown up in London, Ontario. I do um, a lot of work when it comes to health and fitness. Uh, the goal, the reason I wanted to become a coach is to help people and, you know, be in control of my life. Because for the, a lot of time, I kind of felt like I was lost. And I feel like a lot of people understand that. Um, maybe not necessarily the same situations or same life experience. Uh, but there's times in life where you kind of just feel lost or you feel like you're at the mercy of someone else. And I feel that doing what I do allows me not only to you know help myself but in those experiences that i've you know faced uh things i've learned be able to help others to allow them to live their best life whatever that may be mm -hmm. i keep myself very simple yeah <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that's great so <laughs> part of the reason uh, why i became a coach simply is i I wanted to make sure that when it comes to Indigenous people, I know that we have faced a lot of stuff in the past. I know we all have our different stories of creation, where we're from. Uh, but I feel which is kind of how society has gone. It's become with food so processed and that is so kind of removed from what we as Indigenous people have eaten for centuries. And the way I kind of want to coach is to bring that back allow us to go back to our traditional foods, but allow it to have a greater understanding of with this day and age's understanding of how the body works, put those two together, be able to really um, make it understandable so that people have a wider understanding. Like it's worked for our people for centuries. Let's delve in and explain how and how we can get back to that and an easy to do lifestyle in a present busy day. Uh, so I keep it very simple. I just wanted to help people because I struggled with stuff in my life and I feel that being coming a coach, not only do I understand how things work, um, but I make it as simple as possible and I make it not just about you know me, but about we, communicating with people and allowing them to First off, tell me their story in their words, because, you know, I grew up myself with not being told, kind of allowing yourself to express yourself. Or people didn't ask me, you know, what is your story? Where are you from? They just kind of assumed that I was Indigenous and that's all they left it at. But I feel that there's so much more to our story of where we come from. And it's important to be able to vocalize that and allow people to really understand who you are. And that's what I try to do with my coaching at the same time. 
Coach Evan, I understand you're from a place called Georgina Island. And yes. um, I know when we were creating this show, I was, um, I had to Google where Georgina Island was. Where is Georgina Island? So before we go any further, tell us about Georgina Island. Uh, so basically, Georgina Island is a tiny island in Lake Simcoe. So it's one of the biggest kind of watersheds in Ontario. And with that, it's basically uh, our people had a lot of area in central Ontario. And then they were forced kind of to the reserve as their only option to farm and whatnot through the government of Ontario and the federal government. And basically, that's kind of where we've been ever since, uh, trying to build community to really make us, you know, focused on who we really are so that we don't forget that. Um, but we are kind of connected with different bands that make up the Williams Treaty. And so we try to make sure that we kind of don't lose that community aspect to it because we're all connected as Indigenous people, you know, whether it's from Vancouver or Nova Scotia. It, you can see it as earlier that we all are connected. It all goes back to, you know, just being the first peoples of this land and taking care of it. And that's where I personally feel our, you know, people are rooted, just taking care of the land, respecting it, and, you know, being an advocate for it when other people seem to not so do so. Really, a lot of people never, ever ask. And that's, you know, so awesome to be able to kind of explain that a little bit. Uh, because, like I said, it's all about kind of the journey, the story, and no one really ever asks or even really knows of where it is, <laughs> an example. So <laughs> I appreciate being able to explain that a little bit for you. That's wonderful. Now, according to your website, overcoming barriers then in the city, being an Indigenous person, and how has that catapulted you into the business that you're in now? So when it comes to kind of overcoming some barriers in my life, it was obviously, number one, being racism, like even presently. So with the quarantine, with things being shut down, I had gone out for necessities at a local kind of grocery store. And they have arrows to follow direction of kind of keeping it quarterly and systematic system to make it easy so less contact. I had gone in to grab apple juice at the end of the aisle because that's what I have in my program for myself. And this lady just out of nowhere kind of like started yelling at me and raising her voice and then told me to go back to my own country. And that's just the most recent example. And we're in 2021. We talk about, you know, having progressed so far, but why is that still happening? And that's kind of part of the reason why I became a coach in a sense is to hopefully not only help our elders with mobility, being able to, you know, enjoy life without the aches and pains, but also specifically um, our youth. Our youth have so much potential in this world. And I feel that from my own experience and from what I've heard from others, good friends, uh, people in society kind of deem us as Indians or just Indigenous people, you know, can't accomplish anything, can't do this, blah, 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 lazy. And it really comes down to me that no, I went out of my way. I put a lot of time into what I've built. How can I help people? But I want to be able to give back to the community, to our people. And if I can be an inspiration, as such being on the show or doing things for local reserves or my reserves specifically, which are in the works right now, um, I want to be there to show our youth not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. And if they have questions, not to be afraid. 
because there have been times in my business and my life where I was like, I don't know what to do or how to do it. And I feel people are judging me. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you kind of have to say, that doesn't matter. I want to do what I want to do. I'm going to chase my dreams. It may not always be easy, but I will ask for help from the right people and I will make it work. It's all about taking action. And I want to kind of be an advocate for that for our youth specifically. Right. I was walking through this mall and I noticed that they had health programs for their elderly. Now, this was a non-Indigenous mm-hmm. community. And I've seen so many elderly people have access to fitness outside of the reserve. Uh, this is unreal because our people right now are, especially during the pandemic, are immobile and they're at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they do try to get out and get a little exercise, but it's really icy out there. Um, do you offer services for the elderly? Uh, not specifically, but I do in a general sense, talk about different things they can do. It really comes down to, there's nothing like, in my opinion, a magical trick. Uh, As you age, yes, things change with the body, uh, bones, joints, those things tend to kind of change from when you're 20, obviously. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it really comes down to just getting active, you know, going for walks, walking upstairs instead of taking the elevator. I'm not going to say, you know, go for a 20 kilometer run. You know, it's not about mm-hmm. that. It's taking the simple steps of just being active, going for a walk. Um, and they have such magical powers, yet it seems so simple. It's, you know, hearing that from anyone, oh, just go for a walk. It really is. It comes down to as you get older, you know, you want to make sure that you're getting the mo- motion and the mobility back of just being able to walk because. As you get older, that's what a lot of your daily activity is, walking. And so if you can kind of get into that to make it easier, then that will help overall for, you know, as you age. So it took me about a year to double the size that I am now. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed to admit that, you know, with this pandemic and, you know, uh, just falling into some very unhealthy patterns like snacking. I never snacked before so much Mm -hmm. and uh you know netflix watching tv Uh, at the same time i'm scrolling through facebook or you know just looking for our alternatives or maybe even looking for a coach evan what is the Mm -hmm. first thing that i can do to reach out honestly the first the first thing um that i would start to do not even necessarily reach out to a coach it's you need to know what you need in the first place and you need to be sound in that decision Um, So when it comes to as a tip for like Netflix and snacking, you got to not not check out. I know it's tough being at home. A lot of people work from home. They're sitting all day. But like I said, go for a walk. But when it comes to snacking and Netflix, set a certain time, like an hour. You're going to watch a show a day. That's what I do personally. Uh, I'm a busy guy. I work with clients all day. I train myself. Uh, But I specifically set time of day for Netflix, to relax, to read a book. But when it comes to snacking specifically, um, Mm -hmm. you have to catch yourself. It comes on self-reliance. You're like, I want to lose pounds. I don't want to put on weight. Okay, then I'm not going to be, you know, snacking late at night. I know that says easier said than done. uh, But in reality, Mm -hmm. another way you can look at it is instead of having cookies or chips or sodas, uh, you can swap them out with mm-hmm. carrots, celery, and ranch. And what that really does 
is it kind of helps with the habit of getting a crunchy, you know, sensation. But you're also mm-hmm. lowering the calories, but you're getting the same volume generally. Uh, and with that, you're basically helping deal with the hankering of I need the snack, I need to keep my hands busy because I have nothing else to do. Um, but you're also getting some minerals that you wouldn't be getting in such a degree with chips and cookies. It's an alternative and it's a benefit, I guess, because even a lot of people don't get the general minerals and nutrients they need. Right. So I come across your mm-hmm. website and there's information there and it says um, to contact you if uh, you seek change or need assistance in overcoming barriers. So I am mm-hmm. on nishbod.com and I, I talk to you. Uh, how? What is the process there? Is it that I get to talk to you for 15 minutes and we can decide what is um, the next um, road of action? Well, what that really is, is it's it's a platform where it's not pushy. It's if you want to reach out to me, mm-hmm. you feel like you want to have some change, you want to have some guidance, then feel free, reach out to me. And what that is, is it's going to be a 15 minute call. It could go longer. I, you know, I give myself that barrier to really connect with someone. Um, but it's to talk about who they are because who you are matters. As I mentioned earlier in the show, it really comes down to having that connection with the person, knowing where they are, where they've been, and where they're trying to go before you go anywhere into, oh, you need this plan or this is what you need. You need to know the person. And so that's what will be kind of stressed really a lot in that. And there will be some questions that I would ask that you may go, well, I don't know. And I'll ask, again, the same question, why and how. It's because I want to know information about your experience in your own words first before I say anything about what I offer because I'm all about helping people first. That's what it matters. Treat others the way you'd want to be treated. Would I rather someone grill me with thousands of questions and not want to know who they are? No, I wouldn't like that. So I'm not going to treat someone Mm -hmm. that way either. With your programming, do you have like scheduled calls or how does that look? Um, And so when it comes to the next steps, there would be, you know, a consultation that would follow obviously to give me more information, you know, health history, those kind of things. Um, but no, it's, it's very simple, very one-to-one, just like everyone else. I'm a human being like being on the show. I'm not popular. I'm not some huge star. I'm just me. And I treat people the same way because that's how I'd hope people would treat me. So I have a son who he's, uh, he's very fit, very active, um, loves, single sports like judo do you have like an age group span of the people that um, reach out to you generally it's a lot of like older middle-aged men and women and the simple reason is because obviously as you get older things change the body the metabolism changes and especially with what you do i work with accountants lawyers generally um but it's they kind of get to a point going I'm on the slippery slope. I know it's going to get worse if I don't do something. Let's go get help now. Generally, it comes down to what I teach a lot of my clients is habit. Like, yes, we talk about nutrition. Yes, we talk about, you know, programming for exercise, those kind of things. Um, But really, Mm. it comes down to habit and mindset. Right. So my son, he's 18. We hang out a lot. So I talk about him a lot in my shows. He, I was um, driving around the city one time and we we saw people running. 
you know, their morning jog and it's a rarity out here on the wrist. <laughs> and I, re- it took me back to a place from my youth when I, I used to run all the time. I was a cross country skier. I did a lot of stuff. So, um, what does that say about muscle memory? Oh, and I did tell my son, I, I said, you know what? I should start running again. And he just looked at me and he said, mom, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> and we drove on and it gave me something to think about. It's a style. So when you were talking about habit, you know, in the mind, what can one themselves, you know, like for me, for instance, I'm wanting to run again. Where can I begin? Honestly, you know, muscle memory is a thing. Yes. Uh, but as we get aged different, it changes. When you were running in your 20s and running in your 40s, are similar but different and so what i would recommend personally is to take it slow you know start at the foundation start at you know square one and slowly build your way back up yes it may be easier because of the muscle memory it'll kick in but you don't want to you know just rely on that and jump steps because if you jump steps you know you may miss a step and it may not go really well it's like running upstairs You take it one step at a time because, you know, trying to jump two, three steps, one of these times, it will not go well and you will hit the stairs face first. And no one wants that. Same kind of mindset when it comes to getting back into running. It's awesome. uh, But just kind of deep down, remember, we will get there. We will get back to where we were. But we're not going to jump steps. We're going to take it one step at a time and make sure that we have the proper foundation to sustain what we want to achieve. Motivation to begin with. I feel inspired. Nishbod.com, people, if you're watching or if you're watching down the road, it's there. Click on it in your Google search engine or whatever engine that you use, www.nishbod.com. Again, this is Spring Spirit Nation. Like, share, and follow the Spring Spirit podcast. Evan, this is a chance for you now to talk about your program. Um, so when it comes to, you know, my program, there are simple uh, staples that are kind of in all of my coachings, um, for my clients. But like I said, they all come from different backgrounds. They all have a different journey. And so it's important to know that, um, but they're very much based on where the person has been, where they are now and where they're trying to go and picking the right habit, you know, teachings to teach them but also with the right nutrition, the right exercise programming, wherever they are, what they're trying to achieve and making sure that it's not just a cookie cutter mentality. It's individualized and with the right habit, you know, kind of topics that we talk about that we help implement so that, you know, it's long-term and it's helpful for each individual person to each individual challenge that they may experience because uh, we're both indigenous. We both like to be active, as we've kind of talked about. But challenges I've experienced are not necessarily the same that you experience. But the commonality is, you know, habit. Certain things need to be habit, and they cross over. They're different situations, but they're the same middle point that they can come to to really kind of Mm -hmm. focus on. And that's what I teach. Those simple things that are effective across platform, no matter what you experience, what you're trying to accomplish, they're the focal points because they're so important. And I feel that everyone kind of needs to know them to 
to really be able to take control of their life, take control of their nutrition, their health, and just, you know, be a better human being. And that's kind of what I try to do and put them all together in a package that helps, teaches, and kind of solves the problem for people for long term. In your opinion, what are three things that Indigenous people can start eliminating from their kitchen? Everything is in moderation. I'm not saying get rid of it entirely. 100%. We all like to have those days to enjoy a pop or a beer, whatever. But, you know, you got to realize that there are some things that you may not realize, you know, base level. But if you look into it, that's a lot of sugar going into your body and what sugar can do. And you know, how it affects your body long-term. The second one is, I would say, alcohol. Simply because, Mm -hmm. once again, sugar alcohols, they're a thing. And also, in reality, if you look at it, alcohol does not really do anything for your body. It, It is a poison. Your body and your liver have to break it down in order to excrete it. So, basically you're not doing any benefit. Yes, there's good feelings, relaxation, whatever. But on a, you know, getting healthy, taking your health seriously, opinion, alcohol is not necessarily a great choice. Now that's saying once again, moderation. Yes, you can enjoy it. Don't get rid of it entirely. But kind of keep track of how much you're actually ingesting. Um, And then third is simply snacky candy thing uh the reason i say that is because on a general scale they are fairly cheap uh they're simple they're easy and a lot of people turn to them say uh, when they're cooking they go oh well i don't want to have you know time to cook or i don't have time i'm busy (laughs) um and they kind of just turn to that they go "Ah, well i have some oreos or i'll have some chips it'll tide me over when in reality, they should be having, you know, a full meal that has protein, balance of carbs, and a balance of fats. And really, you're not getting that from the snack foods. They're kind of short energy, and therefore you're hungry again later. <laughs> I have these on my kitchen table, and look, they're covered in chocolate. <laughs> I'm covering the, the, <laughs> the brand of this, this particular snacky candy because I'm not sponsored by them. No. <laughs> Okay, so if you're picking up, if you pick up a snacky candy, what is one ingredient in here that we should be aware of? And I just would say the sugar, the sugar aspect to it, because it really comes down to, I'm not saying sugar is bad. There are things that have sugar in it, such as maple syrup that go back to what we, or my people specifically in this area, we have as kind of food. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many things that are in products that people don't read they just pick up oh it's a candy bar or you know it's chips but they never really actively you know understand what's in it it comes down to a simple principle that i've been taught and what i've learned is if you don't understand what's in the label or it's a weird name or doesn't make sense or you've never heard of it before and really understand what it means then maybe as a rule of thumb you should either do your research and find out what it is, talk to someone who knows mm-hmm. more about it, or just don't ingest it. If you don't know what it is, mm-hmm. don't put it into your body. And I come from a kind of a traditional background of traditional foods. 
you want to keep things simple, natural, mm -hmm. because a lot of foods as well, not only sugar, um, but there's a lot of fillers, a lot of different things such as dyes or holding the product together or preservatives. And there's so many different names for it, but it all comes down to the simple fact. It's a preservative. Preservatives are not necessarily beneficial for your health. You know, and that's, it's important to know that. And I feel like a lot of people don't read the label of stuff before they put it in their mouth. And so, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to kind of indigenous people and health things such as diabetes, it's even more crucial to know what are in your foods you're eating and not just go necessarily for the cheapest thing. I know, trust me, I, you know, had a diet that I was trying to follow myself of kind of getting me to where I want to be as a coach. Um, but you realize that mm -hmm. things are not so cut and dry. Not everyone is so nice and make it so simple for you because I can guarantee you that if you go into your kitchen right now, there will be at least one mm -hmm. thing that you'll read the ingredients and go, I don't know what that is. Or mm -hmm. hmm, I've seen it, but I don't know what it does or how it affects my health and my body. And, you know, that's just the reality of today's thing. Things are so processed. Doesn't mean get rid of stuff entirely, but become informed about it. And that's kind of my three kind of top things I talk about when it comes to mm -hmm. trying to limit because I feel like they can do, you know, damage to your health quickly. You know, high amounts of sugar, alcohol, it's a poison. When you like really break it down to the reality, it's not doing anything beneficial for your body. And then just knowing what's in your food will do wonders and keeping things simple. Um, mm -hmm. Simplicity is your friend. <laughs> if it's got five like ingredients, that. great. If it's got 20 and you don't know 15 of them, uh, make an informed choice. Know what's in it. Awesome. So I have a question about coffee. Okay. <laughs> I woke up this morning. I have coffee every morning. I'm a teacher. We have got our coffee in our hand all day long. Um, okay. Now, this morning, it just dawned on me, you know, most of my friends are switching to tea or water. Um, so I want to get on this train, but I want to know why people are switching from coffee to tea now. Well, it's simply just because... Really, if I, if I was going to be honest with you, coffee is good, but if you make it a habit, I go back to habit, consistent thing, that's yeah. a lot of caffeine because there's caffeine in coffee. And then if you have a soda throughout the day and certain foods or certain beverages, they can a lot of caffeine. And mm -hmm. having a lot of caffeine is not good. Everything has to be in moderation and balance. Um, just as, you know, when it's traditional everything, our spirit, our mind, our body, you know, how we treat other have to be balanced. It comes to the same principle. And I'm not saying cut out coffee or cut out tea entirely, but water is your best friend, especially if you're trying to lose weight, because it's so important. There's so many processes in the body that require it. And on a general scale, there are a lot of people who don't get enough water, or they don't even realize that, you know, hey, I didn't even have my water today. They kind of substitute going, oh, I have a tea or have a coffee. Yes, it has water in it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a substitute for having water, pure water. Water is your friend, has zero calories, is important in the body, and just, you know, keeps you awake, gives you that little kick in the morning, especially. 
Um, for my clients, I recommend first thing in the morning, having a glass of water. It'll wake the system up because I know the feeling of you're, you're up, but you feel like if I hit the bed, I would be back to bed in like two seconds flat. I recommend having a glass of water helps begin the flushing of the system and gets you started off to a positive day and also helps with keeping water intake up. The sequence seven. Okay. okay. Are you ready for them? Um, number one, what is your favorite animal? Uh, probably an otter. You, okay. Do you want me to explain? Do you want me to explain why? Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to okay. know why. <laughs> okay. So I'm from the otter clan. That's why. And I feel that it's, you know, important to not only respect animals, but I feel it's one of my cute little animals. It's cute. It's friendly. It's so awesome. And it also has like indigenous connection to where I'm from, the clan I'm part of. Yeah. One of my previous guests, Kelly Chinchilla, her favorite animal was the otter as well. Oh. What's your favorite workout song? Oh, man. That's actually tough. I'm one of those things is I don't think I have like necessarily a favorite song, um, but I'm very, very much into the 80s music. So like the late disco to like glam metal. Yeah, totally kind of throws it off track for a lot of people going, that's what you listen to. But it just, you know, gets me pumped up, gets me prepared, and, you know, gets me motivated. What is your favorite Anishinaabe word? I, I would just say hello. Uh, you know. Uh, question four. Uh, what occupation would you not like to attend? I would say doctor. Doc- doctors, we love you still. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. Uh, the next question. Who influences you most in the fitness world? Uh, well, it's going to go back, and he originated from Austria, came all the way to the U.S., uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was a huge inspiration when I was, like, 14. Question six. Who? Who is your favorite Sorry, teacher? yeah. You, my favorite teacher. Okay. Uh, I would probably have to go back to my elementary school days. Uh, Miss Lavalle is her name. Uh, the reason being is she was an Indigenous uh, teacher. She just showed me that, you know, we can do great things. And she kind of helped facilitate and push to learn more and more about my culture and to never, ever see yourself in a negative light. Mm-hmm. Um, final question. Do you listen to podcasts? And if so, what podcast do you listen to? Okay. So I do listen to podcasts. The recent one I've been listening to is Jordan Bell. Uh, so I really enjoyed your visit with us here and enlightening us. Uh, Coach Evan, do you have any uh, words of inspiration for the people out there who are thinking, they're sitting in their homes right now and thinking, I should get more active. Do you have words for those people? Words of inspiration is it comes down to taking action. Uh, and I say that, you know, matter of factly, because it's so important. People... And myself included, before I started my business, before I took the leap to become a coach, do all of the courses and everything needed to do it, uh, it always was an idea. I want to be in control, you know, do what I love and be able to help people. But really, you know, it may sound a little straight and cut, cutting edge, but people talk the talk and have great ideas, but ideas don't really get you anywhere if you're not willing to take action. And kind of prime example with my business, 
you know, I've had coaches, I've had mentors, I still do to this day. But the simple thing is, I wouldn't be where I'm sitting right now on this podcast with you, um, with my mentors, with opportunities I have in front of me, if I didn't take action like over a year ago and start my business and just say, I will learn along the way. I understand the basics, but I don't know everything. And to this day, I don't know everything. But to take action, get started. If it means, you know, getting off your butt out of the chair and turning off Netflix and going for a walk, do it. Because not only will you feel, you know, accomplished for the day, but you'll also know that yeah, you can do it. It's, you know, as simple as turning off Netflix, getting up, getting on the boots, getting on the shoes, whatever it may be, and going for a walk. Because that right there will be that initial starting shooting off point. And once you've accomplished that, anything is accomplishable. You just have to do what needs to be done, taking action to make it happen. I'm not, so I'm not some guru with some big thing. I just keep it simple and what's worked for me. And I hope that if anyone's listening or watches this at some point, that they, you know, take action from what I've said and actually start going for walks or getting up, walking the stairs instead of the elevator, begin reading the packages that they have in their uh, kitchen or, you know, going to the grocery store, looking at what's in the grocery aisle. What do they want to accomplish? Are they helping themselves or are they just staying with the same habits? that haven't been helping them or are what's getting them stuck or are making them unhappy. And if I can help in any way, just if they listen to this podcast, you don't need to reach out to me. You just listen and take action in any form of that essence of just what I mentioned, then that's a win because that's my goal to be an advocate, help people and really just share my experience because I, end of the day, I'm a human being just like everyone else. Uh, www.nichebot.com if you want to look at coach evan's website coach evan anytime fitness on facebook thank you coach evan for spending time with us here today and i just want to thank you shima bush um, for having me on your show to just share who i am what i do and what i've done to get to where i am today hopes that i inspire someone so once again, thank you very much. And we'll be listening to future podcasts from you just to continue to be a supporter. Thank you. Like, share, follow Springs. You can find Spring Spirit Nation on seven podcast platforms. Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Overcast. Oh, wait, Jisqua. We now have a YouTube channel, Spring Spirit Nation.